thrills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands Welcome up back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. If you're just joining us, it was a primetime Bills game, which means another soul-crushing defeat. I'm Lars. Joining me tonight, Buffalo Bill Belcher is with us. Yo, what up? Yo, the Brewers won tonight. And uh, we only heard from her briefly last time, but she's back with us live. The lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. Fuck y'all, bitches. And, of course, the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, Sujit, also with us. Stab a bitch. We are coming to you from Lincoln Station here in Chicago, Illinois. A terrible, terrible, terrible loss for these Buffalo Bills once again. Starting the season 0-2. It's going to be a long uphill climb. We'll get into it today. Bills and Beers is the best way to find us on Facebook and on iTunes. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody you know in Bills Station how you found this podcast and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Gang, this is going to be a tough one to talk about and chances are not a whole lot of people are going to listen to it since it was such a terrible loss, but let's not waste any more time and get into it now. Oh God, that's not, that's not a good idea. We're going to spill on this mic. Yeah! Buffalo's happening now. We're on the moon now. The fields are happening now. They're making it happen now. So, last week against the Ravens, we saw an offense that couldn't do jack squat. It wasn't a whole lot better today, but unfortunately tonight, it was a defense that couldn't do jack squat. We will talk about how terrible they were, but let's first try to find at least one or two or three or four bright spots in this game and Cass we didn't hear much from you last week so why don't you start us off get us going on a happy note who was your Labatt Blue MVP of today's game so I really feel like this is a tough one so thank you for letting me go first because there's a few and far names to choose between and I'm gonna go with uh, Dan Carpenter because, you, you know what, he, he didn't screw up tonight. You know, he made the extra points when we needed him. He made the field goals. I know the uh, onside kick attempt wasn't quite what we have wanted, but uh, he put it in play and he gave us a chance. And, you know, in the shit game that we saw, dang it, I, saw, I, I, I said I was going to swear in the opening. I was going to swear again, but I guess I, 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 I got that wrong. Uh, but, Just go ahead and let it fly, darling. Yeah, I know. Not you said, Like you said, not a lot of people are going to be listening to us. But, uh, yeah, Daniel... Uh, Carpenter, well done tonight. You're you're the shining the shining light in the game for me today. So it's best we go through these boom 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 and not even discuss. Suge, why don't you go next? Try to find some positive from this week's game. Who was your Labatt Blue MVP of the game? This game made me want to. Um, th- oh, I'm sorry. This game made me want to um, throw sweat for my taint. So I'm picking Mr. Tate. Just curl up our, and die. Our our uh, our kickoff returner. He actually did pretty, he, pretty good. He had, he had some really nice returns. Almost broke one for the house. Um, and then he had a couple other ones that he, he made good decisions on. So uh, that's, I mean, we can't evaluate punt returning because there was only one goddamn punt return. Right. So, uh, yeah, that was horrible. So, Bill, we're going to come to you here in a second. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go, though, because... It was such a horrible game, and it was so bad to find a Buffalo Bill that had the best game today. So I'm going to give it to a former Buffalo Bill, and I'm going to give it to Ryan Fitzpatrick. I said it half. Boo! Yeah, yeah, well, you know, 
I said at halftime that Ryan Fitzpatrick has a tendency to normalize. If he starts out hot, he's going to finish terribly. He didn't. He put the ball in a spot. He was on the money all night long. He was on time. He hit his receivers every fucking time, it seemed. That was probably the best game of his career. And having watched him for three-season Buffalo, I feel we're relatively qualified to say that. But Ryan Fitzpatrick was the difference in this game, and our defense had absolutely no answer for him. Lars, uh, you know what? I agree with you. Fitzy had an amazing game. Uh, for, for my Labatt Blue player of the game, I'm going to go with Shady. Shady was Shady. I mean, he had some beautiful runs. He had some beautiful holes to run through. Uh, and, you know, at, there were a couple runs where he tried to do too much. But the thing is, is he felt like he had to do too much because our offense fucking sucks. So uh, Shady was a nice little bright spot in our offense. So let's try to limit this next portion to two and a half to three and a half hours. Suge, we'll start with you first. I'm going to put you on the spot here. We gave up 37 points to the Ryan Fitzpatrick-led New York Jets at home on a night when we were honoring the greatest defense event in the history of the NFL. And we did so by making Ryan Fitzpatrick look like a superstar. So there's a lot, a lot to choose from in this next portion. Who was your Jenny Cremail bummer of today's game? So I think there's some real obvious people that you can pick on here, but um, that's actually not who I'm going to go after with. I'm not going to go after Darby and Gil uh, Gilmore. I really hope that one of you do. And just if we get to the last person and they haven't both been picked, then that person gets two because those motherfuckers deserve to be shot. Um, you know, but uh, and, and when you do talk about them, I got some shit to say. But... Uh, what the first people I'm going to pick, and I'm going to pick two people because there's plenty to go around. It's going to be both inside linebackers, both of you motherfucking Browns, okay? Preston Brown, you suck. Zach Brown, you suck. Both of you guys, what the fuck? You need to be able to hold a goddamn spot in the defense every goddamn play they were over-pursuing. Uh, and, you know, it didn't help because that meant that we couldn't drop everybody back into coverage because they weren't doing their job up front, so that meant we had to keep a corner or a safety around for run coverage, and we couldn't just drop two back. And where were we getting our ass kicked today? We were getting our ass kicked over the top. Fair to say. And, and yeah, the game plan, I think, and Rex Ryan has been doing this now since 2009, is let your cornerbacks win the game. Unfortunately, our cornerbacks had no answer for their wide receivers, so they're, they're going to be very easy to pick on all week long. They completely shit the bed. So, Bill, we're coming to you, uh, and by all means, go ahead and take the cornerbacks because I, I think they deserve the call out here. Yeah, I could do that, but I'm going to go with Sammy Watkins. Even better. I love it. Go ahead because I know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah, Sammy, you want to be an elite player? You want to be considered one of the top receivers in the game? Be, a, be Brandon Marshall. Because guess what? That guy gets his knee goddamn almost broken, and he comes back in the game and just rips you up. That guy, anything thrown near him, he catches the ball. Sammy, the one time you were thrown a ball that was a long ball that was just thrown up there, you didn't even make a play for it. And yes, it was not a good throw. We all know that. But you make an adjustment. You're an elite receiver. Make the fucking play. How about, how about let's make it even simpler? 
when your team is down big in the fourth quarter, you got to be in on the last three possessions. 100%. So I love Sammy. I love what he's capable of. But at some point, you're either one, two, weak, and too affected by pain to play in the NFL, or you don't have the body to play in the NFL because you're injured all the time. But either way, I kind of don't want you on my team. Yeah. I mean, everybody everybody likes Marquise Goodwin, right? I mean, he's a great guy. He's a great citizen, and he's fast as hell, and he has crazy talent, but he doesn't have a body to play in the NFL. That's why, if anyone else noticed, he got injured on the last play of the fucking game, as usual. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the prognosis on that. Cass, coming to you now. Jenny Cremail, bummer of today's game. Pick, like, six of them. Yeah, I know. Uh, with Lars coming up next, I'm going to take the two easy ones, and I'm going to go with Stefan Gilmore. You ain't going to get paid shit in a Bills uniform playing the way you did today. Boom. And Ronald, do nothing Darby. I am sorry. Darby had a great season last year, great rookie season, but he has looked nothing like, what are these two dudes over there, like, sitting, talking to each other, being like, oh, yeah, man, we look good. Yeah, we got our long dreads, man. We're playing good. We're playing No, guys, you are not playing good. You are playing like shit. I think it's just the two of them, like, over there thinking, like, they are the men, but they are not. So those two dudes, you got to get your shit together, cut your hair, get your heads in the game, and play some defense. All right, so I'm going to take a couple here from my Jenny Cream Bummer of the Week, and you knew it was coming, so don't, don't complain. First off, uh, the defense. Rex Ryan, it's really hard to defend you when your team gives up 37 points at home on primetime at a night when you are honoring the greatest defensive end of all time, when it's supposed to be a night devoted to defense, and your defense can't get off the field on third down. At one point, I think the Jets were 9 for 12 on third down. That's, that's unacceptable. Lars, at one point, or do you mean to finish the game? Either way, I was livid. So Rex Ryan deserves it, deserves it in no small measure. Those I, motherfuckers punted once. Yeah. So in the game once. But here's who I'm really giving it to. I'm actually giving it to all of the Bills fans who are who are left out there, who will point to Tyrod Taylor's garbage stats from tonight when they talk about how well he moves the ball and how many yards and how many touchdowns he puts up from all of the garbage time stats he, that he had throughout this entire game. He had that one really nice long bomb to Marquise Goodwin. That was awesome. The play to Greg Salas should never have happened that way. He had all the time in the world in the pocket. He he panicked and had to roll out. He still made the play good for him, but he made it way harder than it had to be. Then he got some garbage time dumped down to Mike Gillisley after picking up another 80 yards through the air. But at the end of the year, we're going to have this debate on whether or not Tyrod Taylor is a good quarterback. And for at least one of the 16 weeks, he will have amassed probably 200 yards that quite frankly weren't NFL caliber and so this doesn't go to Tyrod Taylor because it's becoming a pig pile and quite frankly I tweeted it out earlier and I meant it Tyrod I hope you enjoyed your one year contract in Buffalo my Jenny Cremiel goes to all the fans who still can't open their eyes and see that in fact he is not an NFL quarterback we were really high on him last year yes he throws a great deep ball yes he has some great legs and can escape things, but guess what? In start number 17, or 16, excuse me, 16, 16, the, the jury's out. NFL defenses know how to account for this guy, and he can't overcome. He's not that good of a quarterback, and yeah, Rex Ryan in the defense was pretty bad today, but it's nearly impossible to lose games, excuse me, to win games 
when it is so difficult to move the ball on a consistent basis thanks in large part to the fact that you do not have an NFL caliber quarterback. And I'm sorry, but Tyrod Taylor is not one. So if you're one of the fans out there who still wants to make excuses and still wants to blame this on Rex Ryan, you are my Jenny Cremail bummer of this week. I, I, Mic drop. I'm sorry. I, but how many times was Tyrod Taylor in the pocket? Just to add on to that. My, my Labatt Blue player of the game. Edit. Edit that. Yeah, edit that. <laughs> my Labatt Blue player of the game almost went to the offensive line because, honestly, I feel like they played a, a, a pretty decent game against a very tough defensive line. How many times did Tyrod scramble or look like he had no time when you – if he would have sat there and been like, oh, yeah, there's not a lot of players around me. I do have time. I need to stay in the pocket. I completely agree with you, Lars. And I Has think he that ever stepped up in the pocket? No, have you seen that happen? Nothing. So, nothing at all. So, so Bill is uniquely qualified to weigh in here because he married a Packers fan. So he spends every Sunday hating his life for three hours watching the Bills games and then hating it even more watching Aaron Rodgers play. Now, granted, Aaron Rodgers is on a whole other planet. But it, sh it just goes to show what a good quarterback in the NFL, the difference that he makes. It is really depressing. I, here's the thing. We've seen Tyrod play at an NFL level in the past. But have I think we, it, it, in, in we, the past, in the past. He throws a great deep ball. Good for him. In the I past. Mean, I mean, like, have we? I, he's not an elite quarterback, but he's played at a serviceable level. That last year, I was happier with Tyrod Taylor's play than I was with uh, the guy from fucking Miami. Um, Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. I was happier with his play than I was with Tannehill's play. But the issue and that will always be the case is Tannehill will always be the same level of kind of okay. Tyrod Taylor has proven to us now that he has a very low downside as well. You know he has he has some good upside. He can he can move. Sorry, he has a yeah that didn't make any sense. That's all right. We so got whatever we, we he could suck. To say. He's going to be up and down, and and that's the one thing you cannot have with a quarterback in the NFL. You have to be consistent one way or the other because we have to be able to plan around you. Jones, twenty seventeen. All right, let's get out of this segment. Let's move on. We got an extra special segment coming up for you next. A new segment, a sponsored segment. And we're going to hear from a far-flung member of the Bills and Beers crew who was uh, live last week. So if you're with us last week, you already know who it is. We're excited to introduce his new segment, so stay with us. Well, that song means only one thing. It's time for a new segment here on Bills and Beers, brought to you by Packy Chips. Packy the most spicy chips on the market, the fresh, better tasting alternative to Doritos. That's right, all the way from Austin, Texas, it's Jam and Jeff Day with this week's Tacos Calientes. Tacos Calientes. And we're turning it over to Jeff Day because everybody knows that Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. So Jeff, as the brand representative of Pocky Chips, what are your tacos calientes for today's devastating loss against the New York Jets? <laughs> um, uh, hey, guys, I, I love the intro. I appreciate it. Um, obviously, another sad, disappointing loss. You know, 16 years running here in Bill's Nation. Um, you know, my, my hot take is quite simple. You know, at this point, I assume you guys have talked about, you know, the uh, the, the Jenny Cremel bummer of today's game, and you probably talked about Gilmore, and you probably talked about Darby. 
But my hot takes really comes down to two words. Timing patterns. Because I think it's what separated the two teams today. You know, the Jets executed timing pattern after timing pattern after timing pattern successfully. Whereas the Bills today, and you saw it on display, were unable to execute a single timing pattern throw. Not a single one. And I think you saw the difference of two teams offensively today, which is Ryan Fitzpatrick, probably 15 completions, timing pattern completions, three-step drop, five-step drop, ball out of his hand, timing pattern. Our defensive backs weren't able to, 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 to you know, uh, predict the timing pattern completion, whereas, you know, w- with our team unable to complete a single timing pattern throw for the second week in a row, And you just can't win that way. You just can't win in the NFL without completing timing pattern throws. And I thought, that's my hot take. That's it. Two words. It describes a lot of what happened in today's game. I don't know what else to say, guys. Love it, Jeff. Uh, And for all the listeners out there, be looking soon to uh, convenience store shelves for the Carolina Reaper package chip. It'll really put some pep in your step. Speaking Speaking of timing patterns... For all those listeners out there, it is time for you to head to your nearest Walmart, nearest convenience store, and look for those Pocky chips on the shelves. There's a Carolina Reaper, and that baby will rip your mouth apart. It is delicious. Take the challenge. Reaper challenge. P-A-Q-U-I chips. Jim and Jeff Day, thanks so much for joining us, and thank you for this week's Tacos Calientes. Hey guys, I appreciate it. As always, we're 0-2, but there's 14 more games to play. Go Bills. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. We're definitely making the playoffs, baby. Love you. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which can only mean one thing. It's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! And this is the Bills and Beers podcast. We talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we do so drinking beer. And we've been drinking Labatt for most of this evening. And tonight I made a decision to not wear a Buffalo Bills shirt. How'd that work out for you? Not well. Uh, I decided to go red to match the color rush. It didn't work. Uh, so I think I'm just going to wear like green moving forward or like a, a, a color that is not in any way, shape, or form associated with this team. Instead, I wore my Oliver Hazard Perry shirt, uh, who was a naval captain and the brother of Commodore Perry, who has a Great Lakes beer named after him, and that's the IPA that I'm drinking right now. So how do you like that? That's my beer. Uh, It's a tasty little uh, hoppy IPA, and I know that Cass has gone off menu and hasn't been just doing Labatt's, so she's got something new. Yeah, I was looking at the uh, fabulous beer menu here at Lincoln Station. They've got a lot of uh, nice micro-brews, but I chose the... uh, what I thought when I read it said perennial homer beer. And I was like, perennial homer? I'm like, that's, that's got to be the Buffalo Bills. But no, it's actually a beer out of St. Louis, Missouri by Perennial the Brewery. It's called the Hummel Beer. Hummel Beer. So uh, that's what I'm drinking. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's a, it's a very nice Belgian pale ale. But you know what? Let's just all. It's a perennial homer beer. And at this point, its only purpose is to ease the pain. So... Speaking of easing the pain, we are all here in the Bills and Beers crew approaching or have at least uh, been through, in Suja's case, our mid-30s. And as you get to this... <laughs> I hate you so much. As we get to this point in life, it's, 
you start to look around at everybody else and you think, wow, you've been doing this for a long, long time. Look how old you are. And as we go to 0-2, looking at a home game against the Cardinals and then a road game against the Patriots, uh, it's, it's hard to think, like, wow, what, what, like, really? We're going to do this for 14 more weeks? We're, we're, like, we're really going to put up with this? And as we approach our mid-30s, we're kind of all reaching a similar quarter-life crisis where it's like, yeah, this, this for the rest of our lives? So the question for this week's wild card, and it's a morbid one, spoiler alert, you, you consider yourself warned, it's going to get real existential real fast. What is it that's in your life right now that you can't believe that you're going to be putting up with for the rest of your life that you probably will be. Bill, coming to you first. Cl- uh, point of clarification here. Are we talking about something that we're going to put up with for the rest of our ni- life even though we don't really want to or something that we are going to strive for or, even or, though we will never achieve it? Or Yeah, something that's just out there that's like, oh, I guess that's the goal. Okay. It just exists, right? Like It, it just, just exists. It is what it is. It's out there, but it seems hopeless. So in this case, relating to the Bills, it's a playoff appearance in 2016 because at this point, it feels hopeless. So, looking ahead, Bill, modern medicine is, is every day making magnificent advances. So you can probably expect to live for another 60, 70 years. Probably. Probably. Suge can give us some more details on that. So what are you looking ahead to be like, okay, well, I guess that's like, uh, you know, that's... You know what? I would say just being an average athlete. Like, I can hold my own. In a little bit of everything. I'm scrappy enough. All, all five foot six of you, 125 I can, pounds. I can be like a little bee buzzing around the basketball court and just pissing people off. Same thing with soccer. Chances are I'm probably going to um, tear my hamstring or something like that or pull it, and I'm going to be limping around. Right now, I literally have on my finger a splint. Tell them why, is, Bill. Tell them why. Yeah, well, Lars the laser... That's right. People used to literally call me the laser. I'm not making that up. Lars the laser Weeborg was throwing a football to me uh, about a month ago. About two and a half months ago. Yeah, about two and a half months ago, and I still got a splint on my finger because he broke my finger, and I, I still caught the ball, I think. So, yeah, this is what you have to look forward to, and you don't have any choice but to live life as an yeah. average athlete. Yeah, you know what? I'm fine with it because I don't suck, but I'm just never going to be that great at any sports. Okay, Suge coming to you next. Mine's not going to be depressing, but uh, it is going to be um, four-inch penis. Yeah, it's, it's never going to be big. Uh, so, but it gets thing. the job done. I'm, I'm never going to have a threesome. It's never going to happen because now I'm married and I got a kid. Okay, so first of all, I got to convince my wife, and she's not nasty, so she's not going to do that. Okay, she is a nice beautiful, smart, intelligent, civilized person, and I am downright dirty, okay? I'm filthy and nasty, and she puts up with me, and I should be lucky to have her. But she ain't gonna have no threesome, okay? It's not gonna happen. But I'm gonna keep trying. I'm gonna keep being like, hey, baby, listen. What's up? And she's just gonna look at me and walk away in disgust, okay? And second of all, ain't nobody got no time for no sex anyways when you got a kid. And how does this relate to the Buffalo Bills? No, that is the goal that I will continue to strive for, even though I know it is completely futile. So I'm going to go next, and I told you it's going to get real morbid real fast. Um, And and I'm just going to go ahead and kick down the door right now and uh, uh, strap in everybody because it's about to get really, 
really real, okay? Tomorrow would be my father's birthday. He died two years ago. My dad died in his mid-60s. His dad died in his mid-60s. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to see my 90s. I'd love to, but I don't think it's going to happen. My dad was an architect. I have seen beautiful design. I've seen wonderful homes. I've seen these beautiful places where people live that cost millions of dollars. And I've just kind of resigned myself to say, I'm probably never going to live in one of those places. I have seen some of the most beautiful places on earth. And my dad helped put some of those places on our planet. And I will never, ever get to enjoy those because, quite frankly, I don't have enough money. You want to come stay in my house? I told you we are going to get real. This is, a, hey, this is a chance, baby. It's, we're 0-2. And if you're still listening to this podcast at this point, you're in, baby. You're just as fucked up as us. So probably not as bad as Lars, <laughs> but, but pretty damn close. So similar to the Bills this year, this season. So my client fired us. So come. It was a pretty big fucking client. Yeah, pretty big client. We're talking. Mm, Let's just say it rhymes with Schick Donald's. That would be McDonald's. We're talking probably a $35, $45 million piece of business. Gone out the... Whoosh. Yep, that was it. Gone. With that goes my job. So similar to Tyrod Taylor this year, at least he's making $9 million because I ain't making close to that. But at the end of the year, he's going to be looking for a job, and so am I. So this season, he and I are both, you know, I, I go into work every single day and say, you know what, guys, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to show up. That CRB today with my client, I showed up. I did my best. And God damn it, it sucked. And that's the way life goes. And uh, 2017 hopefully is a better year for me personally and for the freaking Bills. So 2016, I've already written you off. Goodbye. Bill plans. Terry Pagula, hire Cassie. All right, so 14 more games to go. Here we go. Uh, and, uh, we've got everybody fired up. Predictions. Uh, we got 10 days now until the, until the Arizona Cardinals come into the New Era Stadium. New Era Stadium, 0-1-1, baby. Woo! Predictions. The Arizona Cardinals coming in. I'll go first. I'm thinking the Bills drop this one 13-27. to Bill coming to you next. 17, Buffalo, 47, Arizona. 4,900. I'm going to go 37-17, Cardinals. I think that, but I do think that this is the point where we turn it around and we're going to play the Patriots close and then still lose. So that's what's going to happen. Uh, so we're going to be in all in four, but right around week four is when something is going to show up and we're all going to get hope again that the rest of the season, we just got to win 12 fucking games. That's it. In a row. It's okay. Jimmy Garoppolo will have the game of his life. The Buffalo Bills brass will be like, you know what? We're going to trade for that guy. <laughs> Bills pick up Jimmy Garoppolo in 2017. He beats out Cardell Jones for the starting spot. Jimmy Garoppolo is then the worst quarterback in the world. No, no, no. We give up the first round, the third pick in the draft, the uh, first round pick, to get Jimmy Garoppolo. And they get that guy from Iowa, and he's the next uh, Tom Brady or whatever. The guy from Notre and, Dame. Notre and Dame. And I swear to God, if they get another amazing quarterback and it's going to be the same shit and Bill Belichick doesn't look like he's going to retire, I'm done. I'm honest. I can't take another fucking 16 years of this shit. I'm going to be, like, dying of a heart attack before that shit happens. Lars probably isn't going to be alive. Let's be honest. 
So uh, my pick is Carson Palmer to Larry Fitzgerald is 27. The rest of the Arizona Cardinals pack on another, you know, I don't know, I'm shitty at math. I'm just going to go 42 total points. And the Bills put up 10. Well, thanks for staying with us if you've made it this far into the podcast. It's a depressing night in Bills Nation. By the time you're listening to this, it's probably Friday, so at least you can have that going for you. Bills and Beers is the best way to find us on iTunes, on Facebook, and on Twitter. Subscribe if you haven't already. How many primetime losses is this now? In all seriousness, we do this because we love doing it. We love the Buffalo Bills, but it's really, really hard after games like this, and it's really hard after looking down what now appears to be another long season of no playoffs. But we're committed to doing it. We're committed to doing it for you. So if you enjoy it, you give us all the fuel we need. Find us on Facebook. Interact with us. Let us know you enjoy this podcast. Give us a rating on iTunes. Tell us that you enjoyed what we do so we we at least have some motivation to keep doing it because God knows we're not getting it from Tyrod Taylor to the Buffalo Bills. So until next time, I'm Lars. For Bill Belcher, for Cassie Hutton, for the president of the Bills, Backer Sujit, and for the long lost but not forgotten Jam and Jeff Day. Go Bills. Go Cubs. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna shout.